Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, seven days until the start of round one and it was looking a bit bleak for the West Coast Eagles early in pre-season but they gave us some hope on the weekends. But we'll get into that shortly uh, before we get on the show. Welcome to Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Not bad. Good to be here. Yeah, good to see you, boy. Going well. Yep. Um, look. If you're a long-time listener to the show or new to the podcast, spread it around. You can subscribe or download the show from most podcast platforms or go straight to our socials on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and type Equal Nation one word and press join um, and you can download the shows from there. Um, guys, uh, next week we're taking on board a sponsor. So it's going to be exciting. Um for all the guys out there that don't know, we're joining in a partnership with Manscaped. So um, look out for the links on our shows um, in the next month or so because um, you can save uh, quite a few bucks there, guys, especially if you want to shave your balls. Yeah, I'm going to say some nice product in there. So worth getting on board. Yeah, well, um, I'll test it this week when I get some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Are you, Dan? Oh, well, it's not just that. It's, um, you know, you you never leave the house without spraying deodorant under your armpits. Why wouldn't you look uh, look after the, some of the smelliest parts on your body, you know? <laughs> that's where Manscaped really steps up to the plate. So oh, look at that definitely you've got to look into it, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> all right, well, um, that'll be next week. So look out for the links. It'll be at the bottom of all the shows that we release in the next month or so. Um before we get into footy, I've been on a couple of podcasts in the last couple of weeks doing an Eagle review for the season. They were lace out um, podcasts, so get on to Spotify and Apple and you can check that one. All right, and I went on to a Yank on the footy um, and a guy in America in, um, I, uh, Jesus, Sandusky, Jesus Christ, I forgot what state it is now, but um, it's where the Cleveland, um, the Browns are. And Cincinnati, oh, yeah. uh, the Bengals. So he hosts a show and he's done every uh, every club. So I jumped on there. And after the show, I had a look at our um, analytics, um, the numbers. And, man, we got a big following in the US, eh, mate? Uh, out of, other than Perth, US is bigger than our fan base in Melbourne. Very good, yeah. That's amazing. And a lot of them in uh, Virginia where there happens just to be a team called the mm. DC Eagles. So shout out to all those boys out there if you listen to the show. Let's get into some news. Big three or four new players to the list. Tom Joyce, Luke Stranatica, Patrick Nash and Hugh Dixon all added to the West Coast Eagles side. So that means Colin Chesser have been added to the long-term injury list. So what do you make about that, guys? Oh, I think it's great, Ad. Um and add to the team, you know what I mean? They all add something slightly different too. My only worry is, and this is, you know, glass half empty, I hope we don't actually see a lot of them. If we see a lot of them this year, that means we have got a lot of injuries, and I think we may see them early. Um, but other than that, they have all shown in uh, the preseason games a little bit, haven't they? So they all deserve that spot, that said. Yeah, I haven't seen Stred- I've, I've never seen Stredica play, to be honest. Um, but we, we need ruck stops, there's no question there. But I, I was really impressed with both Nash and Joyce on the weekend. 
And um, I think, you know, a lot, I agree with you too, Dan. If we if we have to use them all the time, we, we've got a lot of injuries. But then again, if those young boys are th- showing the form and and performing, you've got to give them a go because if now's the time for a young player. This is the best – I reckon this is the best time for the young players in our club to step up. Well, it is. It's, it's um, someone that the fans, I guess, have been – Asking for for the last couple of years, it's it's forced. Let, let's not shy away from it. it's forced because if those yos and sheeds and all that were playing, they wouldn't be playing. So um, I think we were uh, we'll talk about it a bit more in the footy when we dissect the game. But what we saw on uh, Sunday, I thought I was pretty happy with that. And um, we'll talk about Nash and um, Joyce a little bit more in the next segment. But yeah, it's good to see. Like I said, that's four spots. We, we did it last year. We had a couple of people on the inactive list. So the Jack Darling thing, everyone's still talking about it. People are saying, how come the decision isn't made? Well, they don't have to make the decision all year. They can they can leave it as it is, yeah. as it is. But they'd just be paying him 750000 a year to pl- um, be on a list doing nothing. But I think you'll find out in the next week – or two or three that he will be moved into the inactive list. Yeah. Um, just for the money side of it. But who knows? There's a lot of things away up there. That he has spoken with the club because Gavin Bell was on Sports FM and he said they've spoken to him. So there is some dialogue going back and forth, just hasn't been released to the media. So as all of us, we should stop assuming what's happening when none of us know what the hell's happening. That's right. You know, and look... I think many of us have said on our pages in the TNG and that, where do you find a guy who's going to kick 45 goals for you a year? I mean, not just once or twice, but consistently. And, um, you know, look, his beliefs are his beliefs and it's none of anyone else's business. Probably the only snag we're going to have, if he does get past and gets to play, where is he going to be able to play? Because all grounds, as far as I know, uh, unless you're vaccinated, you can't go into a ground. Yeah, well, that that's the thing that's happening. So who knows? Mm. They're trying to find a loophole from what I'm hearing, but you don't know if that's true. So yeah. who knows? Um, you know, he could have had the first jab, but he, he can't come back to the club until he's had his second jab. That's right. So he could have had his first jab three weeks ago. He's had to wait three weeks before he had the second jab. So who knows? Um, I guess we'll time will tell. So people out there, stop assuming when we don't know what's going on. Uh, before I get into some questions, we had some uh, life members, 150 gamers and some admin guys. So Jeremy McGovern, Elliot Yo were the two players added to the life members and Michael Smith, Dean Peters, Gary Stokes and David Grace from the admin side were added to. So that's congratulations to those guys because, you know, without those guys, the clubs don't go forward. That's right. And being a life member of a couple of other clubs, you go do all the functions, so that's a good thing. All right, did you read the questions, boys? What about your other favourite subject? Oh, no, well, I, was, I thought we were going to talk about that, but me and Dan <laughs> yeah. talked off air. Yeah. So yeah. that's just depressing, so we're not going to talk about the yeah. AFLW. <laughs> yeah, just quickly, though, we'll go, Alec, was Wiverton got one week? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Wiverton. So, but to me, that's deserving. You elected a bump and he... Got him high. There's no yeah. malice behind it. One week, that's the way the game's played now. You yep. elect a bump, you hit a player high, you're going to look at time on the sideline. So that's what happened. I think it's a very black and white case. Yeah. Like, oh, think, yeah. I think Jason Dunstall summed it up brilliantly. I don't know if you heard the telecast yep. on the yep. weekend. He said, players today are 
are dumb because why would you elect a bump? Because you know what the the rules are. Yep. When also you can lay a tackle, stop the stop the play completely, yeah, and and possibly turn the ball over. Why would you elect a bump when you know nine times out of ten you're going to get somewhere near the head, or or some somewhere too high, and it's just not going to work out, and then you're going to miss a week or two, and um, when you could turn the ball over quite easy with a good tackle. Well, that, that that's true. And the only time you would bump is if you know that the ball is just about to be taken mm. and you bump. But like I said, when you look at that, what you said, Dan, it was no case to be questioned there, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. That was black and white. Um, it wasn't hard, but hit to the head, that's the rules. I think someone, um, else, someone else got it as well, and I know Maynard got a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, we did different things, but like you said, concussion. That That's right. If you get concussion, you're going to get a week. So yeah. you can argue whatever you want. You don't hit the head. Choose to tackle instead of bump. Yeah, it's common sense. Um, but these things happen. So, all right, quick question time before we get into the footy. Um, if you could be one Eagles player, who would it be and why? you got a minute each. I'll probably go Xavier Ellis. He looks like he's loving life <laughs> right about now and he's retired so he doesn't have to follow all the AFL protocols and he seems to be everywhere right now. So <laughs> that's probably my pick. <laughs> Living his best life. What about you, Wayne? Um, which player? I, I think, look, if I wanted to be one right now, I would love to be someone like an Xavier O'Neill <laughs> because – you have the best chance in your life to establish establish yourself as a player in the AFL and and get good games. And I think I'd, I'd be thriving on that. Well, I was going to bring him up later on, but he'd be spewing he didn't even get game time sitting on the bench for the whole game. That's what I would have been pissed off about. Well, I wanted to ask you to that. Do you think that's a sign that he's almost a round one lock? Because he had the one hit out. They're like, we can't lose another mm. midfielder. You're not getting game time. We're holding you to round one. Nah, I don't see him being I don't understand one. why so I th- wouldn't get I a run. I thought he played quite well in the first yeah, game. Yeah, too. so do I. I, I think he was yep. one of the few guys that actually stood out for nearly the whole game. I don't understand it. Um, I'd be pissed off if I was him. I'm going to go controversial with my one and <laughs> I'm going to be Jack Darling because I'm getting 750000 for doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Uh, do we have too many leaders in our leadership group, guys? No. No, I don't believe so. It's, like we're seeing firsthand, there's a lot of injuries, so you need that big yeah. leadership group. Also, it's good to have leaders on every line. Um, we don't have the co-captains, and that's my only irk is when you have a co-captain. Yeah. I don't like that. And you've you got guys like JK and uh, and Bunga who aren't on yeah. there now, but they'll be, be there talking and yeah. leading along the way. English or McDonald at the end of the year only can pick one. Which oh, one? I, I, I'd interested to hear what Wayne thinks, but oh, McDonald's for me easier. Yeah, McDonald right. for me. His upside's huge, I think. Jeez, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I think we, we said I did a bit of this. You and me had a bit of discussion yeah. during the week, was and I? My for me, I mean, I love English, and we need another rut. But you got JK, but you also you get into quandary here. You got you want a guy who can get the ball out of the middle and get it to a good full forward, and we got JK, and then we're going to miss him probably in the next maybe 12 months, or do you have a um, good ruckman who can get it down and get it to uh, – sorry, no, a mediocre ruckman who can maybe get that ball, but you can get it down to a good full forward, and I'd yeah. sooner get it down to a good full yeah, forward. Yeah, well, I suppose you can go either way. I'd go English because I think we've got enough Ooh, tall really? forwards 
on our list that are there ready to take their – I'm big raps on Jack Williams. So um, I reckon in the next couple of years people are going to be surprised at how good this kid is going to be. So that was be, be me and big question and we're Amy Sherman here and looking at the crystal ball. Will Jack Darlin play for the Eagles again ever? Hard one. Yeah, I'd say yes, but I'll leave it at that. There's not I'd, much more to say. You'd really. like to think so, but it's all going to come down to mandates. Yep. yep. All right, let's get on to the final siren. It's the final siren. Well, the first game was switched from Optus to Mineral Resources Park and no public access. I don't know why. I guess it's sort of due with COVID, but it was probably a good thing because Eagle got smashed by 97 points. But fast forward to the Sunday just gone, it was supposed to be at Fremantle Oval, moved to Optus due to COVID, and again, no crowd. I reckon Eagles play better when you got a crowd, but the outcome was far better. Uh, the result, Freo winning by 13 points, uh, 11-13-79 to 10 goals, 6. Um, was it errant kicking that kept the Eagles in the game, boys? Well, you could make that argument easily, but that's Freo's problem. They, Always been has like, been? Yeah, they've been like that for years. So, no, because that's a result you would expect yep. from a Fremantle game. Um, because even the commentators, they always say that if they can kick straight, they'd be a top eight team in the contender, but they don't. So that's not, oh, they were unlucky there. That's a normal, typical Fremantle score. And I'm actually very happy with that result, and I think we did the right thing. Mm. I wouldn't have even sent Nick Natanui. I wouldn't have even sent Kelly out in that last quarter. They did to start with, but on very limited time. Even Jamison got some game time. So to me, it was a good hit out. The result didn't matter. You could see that because we pulled the players off at the end. Um, and just the old highlight here and there. Yeah, I think our intensity went up a lot better than yeah. the previous week, and I think Fremantle's intensity went down. In my, that's what I saw. And they brought in some. They only had two of their best players missing, and that was uh, Tucker and Five. Five. That was all they had missing. Um, if you heard Justin Longmuir afterwards, um, I think he said something similar to: "Too many guys went out there thinking they're going to have that's a ninety-seven right. point win, yeah. um, and that's not the attitude I want." So. Um, before we get briefly into the actual players, the Eagles won the contested ball. It was brilliant. They won the midfield, something that they were – all the commentators were talking about, and it was pro-Fremantle commentary, is how good Freo's midfield is. But the Eagles' midfield won the, won, won the battle. Yeah. Uh, we got caught on the outside, and that was probably because the game plan that we were all hoping to see the week before – they started playing this week and it was going up the guts. But if you don't run both ways, you're going to get burnt going the other way. Mm. And so me and I think Dan, we were talking offline on Messenger and shit like that, um, you got to have two-way runners. And it's their half-forwards that probably need to do a bit of running. But you have a look at, to me, when you got Langdon that on half-forward, he's not very fast. Um Petricelli, like you've said, Wayne, very lazy, but he got better as the game went through. But our back line, the runners weren't running as fast. One thing I did notice was Shannon Hearn's game was totally different than he's ever played before. He usually sits there, waits, pinpoints. He was trying, he was playing on every time. He good. Hmm. It, it's funny because a lot of people saying they can't see a game change in the same game style, but even the first game we turned it over so much, so it was hard to judge. Yeah. This one we were a little bit cleaner. Still turned it over yeah. too much, right? But 
the stats show the game plan's not there anymore. It's different. That we don't win the contested possessions. We never have. We no. don't. And we did. We didn't have huge uncontested ball because – and normally we have huge contested ball because we're chipping around, going backwards, sideways. You didn't see much of that that game, and the stats show that. We didn't hold possession. We didn't do that. As you said, we tried to attack the guts. Um, I think it'll take a little while for it to really click, and I think – with all game plans, you kind of want your best 22 out there, which yeah. we don't. But you can see it's a lot more attacking game style, and it's a lot more game style, I think, that suits Kelly. So I'm mm. thinking waiting for a very oh, good yeah. year for yeah. Kelly because even in the big loss in round one, uh, week one of the preseason, I thought he played really well in a team that was mm. decimated and just a lot of players just – they knew it was a scratch match and you could see they had that attitude – where Kelly, he, he knuckled in. Um, so yeah, it's great to see. Yeah. And, and he was playing that deep. And I've said it before, and I think you've said it, Wayne. When he was Geelong, he played that midfield that went forward. Yeah. And he went deep into the forward 50. And he did that on the weekend. Uh, Will Schofield pointed out that he, you'd see the Eagles change in the game plan. But he noticed that. And I didn't think about it at first until I watched the game again. I don't know why I do that sometimes, but I did. Um, Fremantle started playing the way that we played in 2018. Mm. Yeah, they, but they just added a bit more speed into the game. Yes, they play a lot of they play a lot of kick. Mark, they played the uncontested out, but mark. But we, actually, they went back to their old way a bit on the weekend. Whereas the previous game, I thought they were very fast and fast moving. I just thought at times on the weekend too, we went we were doing a little bit of the um, you know like 20 meter kick, you know, but we weren't actually holding. We're holding possession, but at least we we're going forward. Still disappointed though. We got we've got no system into our forward line. You know, you know, JK's got no hope, and nah. he's our main hope there at the moment. He's got no hope if we're going to keep bombing the ball in because he's just getting double teamed, triple teamed. Well, there was five players on him at one stage mm. when we went forward once, and I, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. But where are these guys? Um, in the first game, fall of the ball. There was no one at the fall of the ball. Yeah, and in our defence, no one at the fall of the ball in the forward line. Our defence sort of tightened up a bit this game, but the forward line, you said, has got a lot of work yeah. to do. Well, I'll throw a controversial one for you blokes here, and I'm always on this, is that we're going to get – we could get found out in defence because obviously they're changing things. Now, Gov, who we all rate, and he's what he's our probably highest, one of our highest paid players, he's getting very found out now that he cannot defend a player. And I've said this for a very long time. Great mark, great intercept mark, and a, and a key defender to me. Your first job is you've got to defend your player. And, and this is why I'll never put him anywhere near Glenn Jakovic because Glenn Jakovic would defend and he could actually attack and take marks exactly the same as what yep. Gov's doing now. Gov is finding out that he just struggles. They just draw him away now, and he cannot defend a player. Yeah, he gets he, taken. He, he has to change his game. He gets well, taken. What you just said that was the point I was going to make. It's coaching now. Mm. They coach to drain out. Tabner took marks in our forward line. He's mm. the full forward, and that's who Gov's on. They now coach get Gov out there. Mm. So they're trying to drag him up the half back line. They're just trying to drag him up as deep as they can. Mm. 
because they don't want him to go on one-on-one because 2018 was ranked the best one-on-one player. Mm. See, they know that. They know he'll leave his play to take an inset mark. They know one-on-one he's good. But now the coaches target Gov mm. and it makes him almost ineffectual. Yeah, they're taking him too deep. They do because mm. yeah. it was so obvious in that yeah. first quarter what the long mule was doing and it's great coaching from opposition coaches. You're taking a strength we've had mm. in the past and you're taking that out of the game. And I do notice they did that. And they were raving about Tabin and I was like, well, he's not going to kick goals and he's your forward, but that was why it was exactly yeah. to make Gov ineffectual, which you said. Yeah, and There's, he's not man on man anymore because no. his play is gone and he's 50. Do I follow him or do I run back? And then he's on the outs because he's not in the right I, position. I, I thought there's um, an easy way to fix it. Go on, sorry, send him to send half forward. Well, and put, that was my and, next point, and put Big Harry down the back. Could, could that could this be our look? Dane full around Hugh, with Barras. Hugh, Hugh Dixon is yeah. coming in and look, he. First game did a job, but he's not going to be able to do that every game because he's only a young player. No. Why can't we put Gov in there? No, I agree. I reckon Barras is our best defender. I reckon he's a better mark than actually Gov because he's well, he, they, he's a great pack mark. Well, they tried you him. Don't at, get that. They tried him up forward again today, and he had four shots and goals and missed all of them. Yeah. And he put the finger up, <laughs> yeah. and is caught. So it's in the media now. But he was having to go at one of the players. Um, but I don't think you'll see Barras down forward. Oh, I hope we no, don't. He's played there twice in the past and he's mm. still yet yeah. to kick a goal. Yeah. So I, I don't like the idea. I, I would flirt with the idea of Gov, especially when I think Harry Edwards just... comes back in the side. But um, I think that's I a bit do. of, uh, what is it, foxing the, you know, letting yeah. the media, other people think in the maybe they're trying up there. Yeah. But also, but, we're talking about the coaches doing that to Gov. Well, it throws a spanner in their works, what they've planned and what they've yeah. trained all week to counteract the Eagles. They then don't know what to do because that's, been thrown out the window. He's yeah. not there anymore. But um, another positive, uh, mainly in the second game, and I don't know if you guys picked it, what stood out to you that related almost to 2018? What was very 2018? Obviously not the game style because that changed. I thought kick, I thought we were doing – I thought we went back to a bit of kick mark. Did you? But we, we, we were going actually going forward when we yeah. did that. Midfield's kick goals for me. Mm. Yeah, true. You'd West yeah. kicked a goal. Yeah. Gaff kicked a goal. Yeah. Kelly kicked a goal. Yeah. Our mids, when we haven't been having, even last and year, the, we didn't kick many goals from well, the mid. Remember last year? All our midfields kicked goals this year. And yeah. I really like that. So yeah. if you haven't got Darling there, if Alan's injured, you know, if you're going to bomb, bomb it long yeah. to JK, like you said, and I, I know the same thing, it was like four on one and we're just bombing it to him. JK's good enough to bring that to ground most times, yeah. but he's not going to outmark four people. So you need those mm. midfielders there to crumb and kick goals. And I, even Willie Rioli's one, I don't know if he played a little bit in the mid, I don't know if he was actually forward when he got his one goal for the game. So it was just yeah. interesting to see. It was good, it's a good point. And it's a good point, and I remember the stat very clearly. 2018, 81 goals from a midfield. Last year, 27. Yeah. Well, that, exactly. So that's the difference. It's so interesting. Um, Steve Wood on that, that TNG group said exactly what you just said. What he, As I said, oh, they bombed it too much, but he made a good point. And it's exactly yeah. what you just said is that we actually had guys going to the fall of the ball, which we haven't had done for – we haven't – we've all said who's yeah. going to the fall of the ball. We've yeah. said this for a long time. But it's not hard know, to teach. Kelly, Gaff. Yeah. You're, you're correct there. You know, it's it's a really good point you make. Even Petrocelli, like you still want more output from him. I, no. I like him personally, mm. but his goal was great as well, and that was a crumbing goal. I just thought like it was a lot better to see because you, you are right. We have talked about it oh, <laughs> a he lot. Frustrates how we're, out of me. We're, but we just we've been missing that small crumber for a while, mm. and that's why Langdon 
keeps getting games, sadly. Uh, uh, and I think uh, Liam Ryan played a pretty good game. I think Larry showed a really yeah, good well, look, form. Well, quick, let's quickly. I was just going to say something about Petricelli. Um, you got to look at Fredericks. Just go look at Fredericks. What he's doing, Petrol. He's as fast as you, but he's presenting. He's putting himself in the right spots. You can do. You can do that. So just fucking do it, mate. And he's defending. And you know, um, at the end of the day, just put some confidence into you and put position yourself because when you position yourself right, you look damaging. But you know, um, you just said. Liam Ryan and Willie Rioli. Uh, Liam had 10 possessions, four marks, two goals um, and was uh, third on the pressure acts for the game. Rioli took a bit of time but he was in a number of centre bounces like you said and he got that cool goal. It was Willie, you know, you're standing mm. there going, man, if he can do this all year, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we mentioned Hugh Dixon um, in the first game – Simo said he was the best player. He wasn't as damaging, but he still had nine uh, disposal free marks and he was used around the ground a bit and he put pressure, especially sometimes in the rucks, didn't win any taps, but he would put the pressure in there. But the guy that I was super impressed with and for a guy that was playing amateur football halfway through last year and he looks right at home and I reckon he is around one um, debutant is... Brady Hoff. He's one of my new favourite players. <laughs> I love Isn't what he is. Isn't he skinny? But yeah. he, he, he there's tackles. not much of him. He was, he's not he's scared, got, is he? He's got speed and he's, he's tall. Got, yeah, he's he's deceptively tall. Yeah, he reads the play very well. Yeah, uh, they they can't think high of him down there. They reckon his skill execution is second to none. And you've said it, Dan. Simo is big on skills. Mm. Uh, if you've got good skills, you get a game. And yeah, look, like you said, there's not much of him, but. Geez, doesn't need to be really. He well, was he was recruited for his pace as well. He was one of the guys they looked at <laughs> for pace. It was obviously Chessa, uh, who the other guy coming, uh, um, Bazo and and Hoff were all recruited because they have got pace. Well, you need it in today's mm. game. So um, we briefly talked about these guys at the start of the show, getting added onto our list. Patrick Nace and Tom Joyce. Tom Joyce played the first half, seventeen marks, uh, seventeen touches. Five marks, two clearances, uh, two score involvements, two inside 50s. And then Patrick Nage come on just after half time and he had 14 touches, three marks, three clearances, and a goal. Another uh, mid that kicked uh, another goal. And um, everyone on social media was saying, Oh, who do you pick? If there's only one, do you pick Joyce? Do you pick Nash? Joyce is a inside midfielder. Nash is a outside midfielder who can play in. I would have personally gone Naish, but I'm glad both of them got to go. And um, look, I reckon you might see them round one. I reckon one of them at least is going to play round one. There's a possibility because we're going, you know, um, Dom's not there obviously. I I don't think Boots will be in. I don't think she'll be in. Yeah, I don't. I think Boots will. Round two. Round two. Yeah, I think so. Why why would you risk him round one? Yeah, he's still a couple of games, he's saying maybe round two, maybe round three. Yeah, round so, three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Connor West put it. It's a great performance oh, I was wondering week. if someone's really going to mention great, Connor West. Top-class performance. I've got was. him down here and he's in. he was in red. For someone who had they had a, <laughs> they had a bit of uh, what, fasciat, fasciat, plantar fasciatus issues, he, he, he just doesn't stop. I know his disposal at times was a little bit poor, but 
he just keeps going and going and going. And I, I wish Petrocelli had watched him because it's he just well, chases and chases. I'm a big West Perth fan, as most people on this podcast would know. He's a chip off the old block. He's exactly like his old man. Mm. He got in there and just got the ball. Yeah, exactly. And he actually got us going. In that first quarter, he was best on the ground. Oh, easy. And like you said, he just goes and goes and goes. No fuss, no flair, keeps going. And like you said, his disposal probably was a bit bit low uh, efficiency. But you got to get the ball. And this is where people had to go out sheet last week. Mm. If At least you're getting the ball. You know what I mean? The problem, I'd, I'd rather somebody getting the ball and getting it and doing something with it than a person not getting the ball. See, that's the thing with the contested ball winners. A lot of times they've got it there under so much pressure, they go for territory and they put it on their boat, kick it down, it'll be a turnover. Now, that's a bad disposal on the books, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. But you can forgive that because when they're contested ball winners, their disposal efficiency will be lower because they have to make that game yeah. play. Where an outside runner, say like a gaff, that's where – I'm a lot more critical on their disposal efficiency because it'll be under less pressure. So West, there was many times where he couldn't even take a step. Like he was kicking as being tackled because he's getting his hands to the ball. And mm. you love to see it. And, I, yeah, go on, sorry, yeah, and yeah. Th- this is another one that kills me who we don't talk about much anymore. There was a lot of excitement over the preseason, but another one grilled by energy. I would have loved to see Clark doing it because he's a bit of a contested ball winner now too, you know. And I think I'd love to see his grunt in the preseason and – you know, early in the year. He's another young – well, he's mature age, but still young in the big hind yeah. side of things. And mm. having West and Clark run around two bulls in there, I would have loved to have seen that. I think it bought better, made Kelly look a lot better because, as we know, Kelly's – I mean, he's he's flows, like just flows on it. And guys like, yeah, if you've got a grunter in there, like you've got Nick and, and West in there, are real grunters are getting that, that ball. You know, that frees up Kelly and Gaff to do what they do best, and that's run. That's receive the ball, run and deliver. That's what I think – that's what we've been lacking is grunt in the middle. And when Yoey comes back, you know, that's going to be – we, we won't have too many excuses if no, we get we, these players back. Um, I can't remember what um, podcast it was. I think it might have been Lethal Lee Matthews. He said, all you got to do is got to distill belief in the team. And it doesn't matter who's playing. If you've got belief in the team – you know, you can have everyone right and off. You use that against you. And everyone has written eagles off. And, uh, you know, maybe we won't um, get to the heights that a lot of people want to. But I think you're going to see a lot of um, growth this year. Yes. And like I said, it's probably forced. Mm. Um, but this tests our depth. Now, you said O'Neill before. I'm looking at players like O'Neill, Trues. Probably just come back this week from injury. Um, Winder and a couple of guys that have been on the list, like Jamison. These are the guys that have to step up, mm. right? So their, their time is now. Now, you can sit there and say, oh, well, this person's injured and this person. At the end of the day, we've got the injuries there. So they've got to step up. And, you know, I'd love to see O'Neill get a go. You said if he's going to be around one, I've gone through my team and I couldn't put him in. I couldn't put him in. Mm. Um, and I think Nash or Joyce will get – for some reason, I just think they'll get the go and nod. I don't – I could be wrong. But um, with West, I'm just looking at the – Anil to me is probably a bit one-paced. 
Um, but he's got to stand up. Yeah. And this is his year. And I, I hope for him because he's backed himself. He goes, this is my year. I've got to do it. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, these players that have been on the list two, three years, well, Callum Jamison, if you don't get a game this year, he's gone. Yeah. And even though we've got no ruck socks, he's gone. Hmm. You've got to say something. One thing, player, and I was waiting for one of you guys to bring it up, and I heard that he had a bit of calf soreness in the game, so that could allow for why he didn't have a big big game, was Bailey Williams. Hmm. Oh. Um, I like to think I can read body language. He looked like he didn't want to even fucking be there. Hmm. I don't know about you guys, but he – this is his. This is his year. Yeah, you know we. You're you're given the opportunity to be the second ruck. You've got to take it, and you've got to do something with it. And in the two hitouts we've had, it's shown me nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know, and he's got heaps of talent. I think we only spoke in the last podcast. You asked who was the player you wanted to see step up, and he was my guy. Yeah, and and I thought because he's had a really good preseason, and but he's just. I don't know. I, I, last week, I just thought, now this is a great chance for him because I, I thought they'll give Nick a bit, probably a bit more of a rest this week. But I don't know. They just, you know, they just, he just didn't do what I was hoping to do. I think the first week he showed a little bit. He got a great tap down to Willie, who got his first goal back in uh, in that forward line that day. At stoppages, thought, he's good yeah. around stoppages. Yeah, and he but can take. Look, he's a good mark. He can take a mark. He's a he, he gets exposed good in skills, the center. But yeah, I, I just. Don't know, whereas I thought last year when he played, he rucked really well. He won taps. He was getting it down to Yo. He was getting it down to um, Bungham when he was playing. But, yeah, he's, yeah, he's won. And I can't see him not playing first round because we need another ruckman. I, mean, I, they, I don't think he's in. Well, they played Vardy for every bloody game. He yeah, did I, nothing. I can, They've got to have another ruckman in there. Yeah, I think they'll go to Dixon I, I, and they'll I, use Harry Edwards. I think Darcy monstered him. I mm. think mm. at oh, his yeah. age of his development, I don't think you play him if it's a big strong mm. ruck. Yeah. Like Nick Nat has his own against mm. Darcy. He can beat Darcy. Yeah. Williams couldn't because Darcy's so big and so strong. It's like so I wouldn't pay Williams against a Mumford's retired, but you know, I'm just another yeah. like for like yes. big ruckman. I think um English is a star. You know, but he's skinny and the same kind of build as Williams. Mm. They're the Ruckman's I would yeah. try and give Williams the experience against. Because yeah. I noticed the same thing. He was monstered by Darcy because uh, Darcy's a monster of a man. He, like, he's a big boy. He's a big oh, unit. And he's he's probably the most improved Ruckman in the country. Oh, easily. Without a doubt. He's top He's top four. Oh, yeah, easy. Top three. My, my thing with Bailey is around the stoppages, he, he's good with his taps because it's in close. But when he's in the centre... If you're going to tap, you don't just tap it down to the ground. Mm. You've got to get a tap to advantage because yeah. that's what your centre bounces is all about. Yeah. If you're just going to tap it straight down and let Frio run onto it, well, you, you might as well put uh, Zach Langdon in the ruck. Yeah. Um, and you talk about uh, Ruckman monstering somebody. Callum Jamison, come on. I don't know if you notice it. And he's looking and he goes, well, this is Callum Jamison. He's gone up against um, Darcy. And he looked at his eyes and he's like, what the fuck? You know, and he looked at it, but he, he won the tap. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, he actually won that he, tap. Because he put the body into it. Yeah. And I said, you could see in his eyes, he's like, whoa. <laughs> but do you know what I noticed about Jamison too? 
You could tell who he learned from. He learned from Nick Nat. Was he say. wasn't sitting still. He used his half of that circle, yeah, ruck circle, yeah. and he moved. He threw him off because he knew he's not as big, but he's like, I'm not letting this guy know what angle I'm jumping or where I'm jumping from. And he did win that. Well, t- and it was a he, good He turned tap. his body into it and yeah. it was good. He does man-to-man with Nick every week. So he's, so. he's, he's, he's rucking at training against probably the best ruckman in – you know, one of the top two ruckmen in, in the competition. So well, they're two boys that need to stand up. And now with Luke Stranatica added to the list, which I'm a bit surprised, but at Ishimano last year, he did do pretty good. Didn't get a game at Frio um, for whatever reason, he got delisted. But um, he's another guy there, so he'll be putting the pressure on. So, you know, because he's on the rookie list doesn't mean you can't play. So, yeah. oh, look, but he's yeah. just out of a moon, Nick, uh, moon Nick's, boot and that. Nick's not going to play every game. No, no. Let's face all. it, he's, he's not. Nick has played more minutes in the scratch matches. Yeah, without it, yes. So, uh, and that was noticeable. Mm. Um, so hopefully they've got a bit more fitness into him, they've got mm. a bit more faith in him playing more because the more times he's on the ground, the better. Mm. Um, yeah, so. The, the, for me, the one player, and to be glass half empty, you know, I've talked up a lot of players and I like to speak about what I like. Even in a loss, there's always something you like. Um, I was disappointed. He only got one game. He has come off an injury. But Patrick Seaton, to me, he just – Seaton, he didn't do much at all. Oh, Sam. Yeah. Petreski Seaton. Petreski mm. Seaton, yeah. He just mm. – he didn't – I thought he's another one that – like with these injuries, you could really put your foot down and stamp your spot. I think uh, Joyce, I think Nash did better. I think yep. there was a lot of plays. Really, Rioli is – obviously, you can tell he has not played for two years. Yes. But – he still got that brilliance oh, where he you. kicked an awesome goal on the weekend and the weekend before he did the exact same thing where you go, there he is, that's Rioli. Yeah. But you didn't get as much out of Seaton. And I'm like, I think this is a spot, there's, there's positions on the wing, there's positions up forward. You've got your chance to really try. Mm. I mean, even... And I think that's a problem with Seaton on back. the weekend. I think they tried him in a few different positions. Yeah. Instead of just trying him in one. And the same – and I thought this other player that I'm going to mention played better than him, but they're all in the same area of the ground, and that's Jermaine Jones. Mm. Now, look, to me, I'd have Jermaine Jones ahead of Petreski Seaton. Yeah. I'd have him above Langdon. Um, then you've got Petricelli. They're all vying for that same role. Um, the only thing is Petreski Seaton, he's got a good tank, so he can play mid, but – you know, with these other guys coming in now, I can't see him. I'd see him more as a half forward, yeah. small forward. So it's going to be interesting. There's still a chance there for these players to push for a spot. So you can't all play the same same people in the same spot. So Yeah, I think – and I've said this for a while now with uh, since last year when Willie came back. Willie's going to take probably five, maybe six games to get back to where you, – you just don't miss two years of football and roll in and go, mm. yeah. He'll have a good game, like his first game might be a good game, but you watch he'll fade very quickly. Yeah, I, I, I endurance. Reckon, I reckon after six games he's played, I reckon you'll see him really starting to hit his straps and he'll be running through the middle there. Oh, mate, sure. I, he'll I have stints through the middle and by mid-season he'll probably be in the middle a fair bit more than he probably is now. I so, can't wait. And let's just hope he keeps injury yeah. free. Let's talk about the injuries before we finish the show, boys. Uh, I'm going to go through the list. Uh, Liam Duggan with a knee, so we won't see him in the first couple of rounds. No. He's done stuff all pre-season, so you're looking at f- four, round five, easy. Uh, Luke Edwards, groin, just back running now. Um, so he's another guy that can play the outside run wing. Um, Luke, uh, 
not Luke, Zane True had shin splints, so he only started running last week. So, you know, hopefully he's, um, you know, not too far away. Oscar, it shows you that the club's never honest, does it? Because they said five weeks when he first did it. Mm. Isn't five weeks from now? Yeah, he's only just got out of the moon boot. You know what I mean? So that's what I that's what I thought when they had him in the moon boot. Yeah, I thought he's going to be so round five at least, at least five weeks after that. Shoey, because yeah, you're not running. You're no, not, of your moon you're not. boot, you your fitness so is gone. This is, why, like... this is why the club be transparent for once. We're not dumb. He's in a moon boot for three weeks. He's not going to be back in round two. Yeah, a lot of that's the player though as well. Mm. He's like, oh yeah, you crack the moon boot off and I'm good to go. You mm. know, it's yeah. like yeah, but as Wayne said, it, yeah. we saw it firsthand with yeah. yo. Yeah, I'm yeah. over this injury, but your fitness base isn't there. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. It takes a long time to get yeah, back to where yeah. you were. Like, yeah, look, it's interesting. Like we said, Shui won't play round one. I'd be very surprised if he does. Um, round two at best. Um, Clark, man, he's the one like we said. Yeah, but he was at, he was he was touted for round four. He mm. won't be back until round eight at least. Oh, yeah, um, you know what I mean. Cripps, you might as well rule him out for half a season. Mm. So um, you know, once again, we just talked about small forwards. Mm. You know, these guys, the opportunity's there. Cripps is out yeah. for half a year. Yeah. Take the chance. You know what I mean. Prove what you can do. Hard run. Um, Two-way running, you know, put the pressure on in the forward line. And a, and a pectoral injury is like tearing your it's like tearing your Achilles in your arm. That's what it's like. Yeah, well, I know what it's like with uh, my uh, elbow now. Uh, Yoey, well, we, he said hopefully around two, three. Sheed, um, you know, middle of the year. Probably you're looking around 15 before he comes back. Yeah. So he's out for good. Chessa on the inactive list. Cole, he's out for the season regardless. On the inactive list, and darling, well, he might as well be injured as well. So, that's your list. There's 12 people, there are 12 players that are on the injury list that we know of. Um, so, gives you 26 players to pick from. Yeah. But we got the extra four, so it's probably 30 now. Yeah. You could make a case that 10 of those 12 players on that list would be in our best 22 oh, yeah. if they're in form. Yeah, it reminds me of 2010 when we had a big chunk of um, players out mm. and our. First pick players, but let's hope we don't win the wooden speed like we did back then. But, hey, like we said, the chances there for these guys to step up, it's forced, but we'll see what our depth is like. And um, next week, guys, we'll probably have a bit more in-depth about Gold Coast because footy's back, you know, it's back next Wednesday. Mm. So this time next week, we're, we're watching footy. So I can't, I can't believe it. And the real stuff too. Like. Yeah, and it's going to be great. So Eagles play Gold Coast at Optus. At the moment it's 30,000 uh, fans only. So if you're a member, you might get a go, you might not. I don't know what's happening there because we haven't heard yet. Mm. So they'll have to let us know in the next couple of days. But that's at, uh, I think, I can't even remember what time is that. I think it's 4 o'clock next Sunday. We're the last game, I think, of, Another the, Sunday. of the day, um, of the weekend. Join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, guys. Uh, you can download the show from any podcast platform now. We're on so many. In America, we're on Amazon. Mate, can I just give – I know we're going to wrap up. Yep. Can I just give one big shout-out? And a good friend of ours and good friend of yours is, is um, Darren Giddos and his wife, Joe. Oh, yeah, man. Um, if anyone knows Darren on Facebook, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm not going to say what the issues are, but to big – 
love and prayers and all the best to yep. those guys. They're going through. They're you know, we're all whinging about a little bit of COVID and a little bit of uh, we're not getting to our um, got to see the go to the pub and have a beer. You know, these guys have got bigger problems than us, and um, they're just being their normal selves, happy and. And free, you know, she's lovely. They're lovely people. Well, Darren does our our here with intros, intros, and, and everything. Voiceover, yeah, yeah. really good bloke. Um, and Joe's such a you know, I only know her through Facebook, but she's a lovely person and a lovely family. But they're going through a pretty tough time. Look, we wish them all the best. And, and you would have heard Darren on the ABC a couple of yes. last week. And he's he probably the man responsible channel. for getting some of the rules changed for in people going in the hospitals. Yes. Um, like you said, we wish him and his family all the best and yeah. hopefully it's a speedy recovery and let's go from there. And we're all thinking of you, yep. Darren and Joe, and you guys take care. Yep. Uh, well said there, Wayne. Um, and, yeah, um, join us next week, guys, on all those platforms and spread the word and go Eagles and go Eagle Nation. And don't forget your manscape. Oh, yeah, Manscaped next week. So get those balls ready, boys. Yeah, get them ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right, catch you guys. See ya. Our fortress built.